back to another episode of Almost Healthy. Emily, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Uh, daylight savings time is kind of throwing me off a little bit. It got really dark really early today. But besides that, it's a new month and I just wrapped up. Sam is like looking at me being like, you are not okay. Okay, literally, first thing Emily says to me when we walk in here, she's like, today is a bad day. Okay, but they don't need to know that. Well, I just love that you went from today's a bad day to I'm great to it is what it is. Sometimes you gotta just put on a happy face. You do it all the time. I know you do it all the time. I feel so called out and I definitely deserve it because I literally was just calling you out for it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Touche, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, you know, we took a little break, but I'm happy to be back. Um, Sam and I pulled off the ultimate costume of (gasps) Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson from (laughs) SNL and we rocked it. We were so cute and our hours of rehearsing really came through. <laughs> Emily is a budding wig stylist. No, you're the budding wig stylist. I like cut mine incorrectly. She took this Karen wig and made it so fresh. <laughs> For me, it was like taking the chalk, the hair chalk, and just like getting it all over my hands, trying to dye that wig. That was, that was an experience. (laughs) Are we gonna have pictures of our Halloween costume on the pod? I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Emily and I started an Instagram like three weeks ago. We have put no content. We will get content out there. We are going to be content queens. That's why we took the break. Also because I wanted to record my podcast on the Halloween which is still up if you want to listen. It's called Thinning the Veil. It might be the best thing that's ever blessed my ears. And the only reason Sam is saying that is because it just proves how much of a California bitch I am. Like, I've been in denial about it this entire podcast, (laughs) and she's so happy that every time I get to deny it, she's just going to be like, you did an entire podcast about spiritual shit. Like, give me a break. Wait, so... Are you on record agreeing with me? I don't have a choice. (laughs) The evidence is stacked against me. Like, I would just be lying to your face. Emily really played judge, jury, and executioner for her (laughs) own death. (laughs) (laughs) She's a one-man show. Okay, so our topic of the week uh, happens to be about Instant Pots because I had a little issue with not having any sort of kitchen appliance to make like a soup in. So in the year of our Lord 2021, pots and pans are out and digitized cookers are in. And Emily recently lost access to a crock pot for reasons that will not be discussed on this podcast. And the way Sam found out was I like texted her and I was like, do you have crock pot liners? 
because the person that like owned the crock pot wanted me to have a crock pot liner and she was like what the f is that <laughs> like i have never heard of that is it safe to put something that's technically plastic next to a heating like a hot metal thing like she was so confused and so i call my mom frustrated with it and she's like you know what i bought your brother an instant pot when he got an apartment i'm just gonna buy you the exact same one it'll make your life easier you can cook whatever you want on it snaps to melissa for being an equality queen yeah i know like it's so funny how much my mom my parents are just like emily money is not an issue like we will buy you all the appliances. And I'm like, no, I need to be on a budget. I need to do. And my mom's like, no, like we can get you a food delivery service. So you don't have to take two buses. And I'm like, no, I am taking two buses. No. I am making my life hard. I'm literally the same way. I'm like, I made the salad and then I didn't eat it and it went bad, but I like paid for all the ingredients. So not once, but twice. I brought it to campus and I could only get like a bite in before like every bone in my body was like, Samantha, stop giving yourself food poisoning. I know, I cannot believe you ate spoiled food. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was it was on the low. But I was telling my mom that and she was like, Samantha, you have money. <laughs> um, but anyway, so but Sam's you've had your instant pot for a while because i remember you specifically telling me like why do you not have an instant pot <laughs> like it's gonna make your life 10 times easier you meal prep all the time using the instant pot okay meal prep efficiency is having one thing on the stove one thing in the oven one thing in the instant pot there you go bada bing bada boom you've got a whole week of meals done in like two hours top so then how did you, because it seems like you have a plethora of information on the Instant Pot, so how did you build up that experience? Sure, so um, as as I was telling you, as um, a member of the Pan-Asian ethnicity, I grew up with a rice cooker and that was how we cooked all of our grains. Um, then the Instant Pot came out and my mom got one and I had used a pressure cooker I think once in my life I was so afraid of exploding my house. <laughs> okay, my roommate, sorry to interrupt, my roommate was just like, my mom wants to buy me an Instant Pot because she does not trust me with a pressure cooker. Like, straight up. So, no, very relatable moment. Um, so, I got really excited, but it's, like, a very big, heavy thing with a lot of buttons, and it's a little overwhelming because, you know, it's not just, like, putting something on a stove. Like, you know how long it takes to, like, make an egg. Um, and so I did a deep dive. <laughs> as, you, as you do. As one does. You know, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole of, like, instant pot hacks and mom bloggers from the Midwest and their... <laughs> instant pot recipes genius um so i had a lot of fun and i've learned a lot which we'll get into later but i'd say my favorite thing to make in the instant pot now is rice Duh. <laughs> full circle <laughs> and um i do lentils which was my first instant pot recipe specifically when i'm making like a doll and this is like a pretty common technique where you'll do, you'll saute your aromatics 
add in your lentils, just enough water, cook the lentils till they're soft, and then you temper your spices on the stovetop and ghee. Mm -hmm. Add that, done. One and done. Yeah. So easy. Um, do you ever, like, do you just make plain rice in the Instant Pot, or do you do, like, rice dishes in the Instant Pot? I've done both. I, this is, like, a food texture thing, but sometimes, like, wet mush is the best texture, and sometimes I can't get behind it. Okay. And I find that I've gotten to a place where I learned how to make rice that isn't mush, and the secret to that is use less water than you think because the more water you add, the like more overcooked your rice will get. Makes sense. And you can always add more, but you can't uncook rice. <laughs> Almost healthy tip of the day, you can't <laughs> uncook rice. No, I, that's my, that's my um, philosophy. That's the word I'm thinking of. That's my philosophy with pasta. So yeah, no, you can't uncook rice. You can't uncook pasta. Almost healthy proverb 1.0. <laughs> you can't uncook rice. You can't, you also can't take back seasoning. Like do not oversalt your shit, please. I was reading this cookbook, Brave Tart by Stella Parks, who is a pastry chef extraordinaire. But she was talking about the chemistry of sugar in baking. And she was like, oh, if you think a recipe's too sweet, don't cut the sugar, add salt. And the nutrition major in me, like I agree from a chemical perspective, like reducing the amount of sugar fundamentally changes the recipe. Right. But from the perspective of trying to limit the amount of free sugar you're consuming, yeah. Also, okay, I find that there are recipes that are really easy to reduce sugar and still kind of keep the chemistry, and there are recipes that aren't. Yeah, don't make a caramel with less sugar. Or I think that there are some cakes, um, if you don't want them so dense, like you cannot, or like fall apart. I've had cakes fall apart on me because, yeah, no, like there isn't enough sugar, but like cookies, easy. The way I bake for myself is I add just enough sugar so that it's like a step above palatable. Yes. Like I want it to be enjoyable, but I am at the age where I don't like things that are saccharine. I mean, no, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I am a sugar fiend though, so I will always love sugar, but yeah, it's like you kind of want you want an interesting dessert. Yeah, a I, sweet dessert. I need more notes than just sweet. Yes. Um, and that's on personal growth <laughs> and that will take us into because we are talking about desserts that'll take us into our first segment of this topic on instant pots Um, which is food, yes or no. So okay. Sam has had a lot of experience with Instant Pots. I've made one thing in it since I've gotten it a week ago. Uh, so I'm going to just list off foods that, you know, I'm just going to list off foods, and Sam's going to tell me if it's better in an Instant Pot or better in a different appliance. And since we're talking about sweet things, I'm going to say desserts. 
I'm so excited for this because I have not seen this list ahead of time, so it's all brand new. Okay, so desserts? Um, depends on the dessert. If it's anything that requires baking, unless it's steamed, okay. like a steamed cake, I would say throw it in an oven. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Same thing goes with like Instant Pot air fryer combos. Not worth it. Yeah. Turn on your oven. Um, the ones that I saw that were desserts that were Instant Pot friendly are cheesecakes and cobblers, like fruit cobblers. So what do you think about that? So I would say any kind of like custard is good in an Instant Pot. I think it's probably equal to a stove or an oven. I don't think there's any reason to choose Instant Pot over oven. Yeah, I could see a cobbler being really good in an Instant Pot, like just slice up a bunch of fruit and throw it in the Instant Pot and not worry about it. I could not see a cheesecake being good in an Instant Pot. Yeah, that's you wouldn't really get gross. the crust to crisp up. Right. And um, like, yeah, that sounds wet. And like a water bath in an oven just actually seems easier. It's going to be more cleanup, but you're if you're putting in the effort to make a cheesecake, just go all the way. <laughs> yeah, cheesecakes are not for the faint of heart. Like, that is a day-whole process. Yeah. Uh, also, what cheesecake recipe is small enough to fit inside of an Instant Pot? Thank you. Like, just use a ramekin. If you want to go mini cheesecakes, ramekins are great. Cupcake-sized cheesecakes? Blessed. Obsessed. I will say stewed fruit in the Instant Pot is great. If you are going for something that's, like, wet or a stewed consistency, Instant Pots are great for that. So, like, I'll do... I make my own jams sometimes for, like, oatmeal. Um, and Because I, I just think they have more sugar than they need because of, like, food preservation science. And so... If I'm just going to use it in a week, I take a bag of frozen mixed berries, which you can get for like a couple bucks, throw that in the Instant Pot, maybe like some lemon, a uh, sprinkle of sugar, and you just let that cook. And then you come back and there's jam, maybe throw in some chia seeds or some cornstarch slurry to thicken it up. But it's so easy. Sam, that is genius. That is absolutely one of the best tips you've ever given me that I'm going to use that. I'm so going to use that. Thank you. Um, okay. My next food item is noodles and noodle dishes. I'm going to have to say no because pasta is not hard to cook and it's not a slow cook. <laughs> I saw people do like, oh, it was like chicken noodle soup. And I was like, even so, just make the noodles on the stove. <laughs> Why are you making the noodles in the Instant Pot? I mean, I can kind of see it. If you've already got like an Instant Pot dirty, why not cook your noodles in there? And I've definitely like made a chili with noodles. But the fact of the matter is you're going to have limp, wet, overcooked noodles. And that's just something you have to accept if you're going to make noodles in the Instant Pot. So I would say not better but sometimes necessitated as someone who at their lowest of the low <laughs> eats raw pasta as a snack because i like depravity the crunch i cannot relate i will never have overcooked pasta i will take undercooked any day of the week 
Okay, uncooked ramen, great. Uncooked regular pasta, feral. <laughs> That's kind of like my weird food combination. All the wire uh, editors have really weird food combinations, and that's my weird one. I am gonna be very controversial and say sometimes I fuck with overcooked pasta. Like, I just want it to, like, slide down my throat. Like, I know al dente is the ideal for pasta, but I don't know. Something about that good old wet mush. Yeah, you like wet mush, and I cannot relate. Um, I think this will be one of our first poll questions. Yes. Would you rather uncooked pasta or overcooked pasta? Everyone's going to do overcooked. But speaking of wet mush, steamed veggies, what do we think? I think there are very few reasons to steam vegetables. <laughs> okay, it's not just me. It's like my mom is obsessed with steamed broccoli to quote unquote detox first off if you're using the word detox in 2021 stop <laughs> like like no one accepts that diet culture ever anymore is that like a sauna bath for your <laughs> broccoli <laughs> number two guys the amount and we've talked about this in our vegetable episode the amount of ways you can prep vegetables that is just superior to steamed unreal okay from a science perspective which is my whole point on this podcast <laughs> vegetables what are they like 90 percent water so when you're cooking them do you really want to add more water to that <laughs> equation no i will say if it's like an intermediate step like you're making a pureed soup um and there are a like three other permissible times to steam something. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I would say steaming is greater than boiling for vegetables. Didn't even know you can do that. But neither is preferable. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, <laughs> let's start rapid firing. Um, fish, chicken, and beef. So talking about your meats. Fish, no. Okay. Chicken and beef, maybe. I don't think you have the experience to talk on that. Well, so my brother's made a lot of things. And the great thing about an Instant Pot is you can get a really good sear. Okay. And then you can, like, let it sit in the juices. So there are some really good applications where it makes sense to cook it in an Instant Pot. I think my brother makes really good carnitas. I was about to say it's like carnitas or fajitas or some sort of taco. Like I think a lot of Mexican-based meat dishes, even if it's just like, or like, like sometimes people do chicken breasts and chicken wings, like sticky chicken wings. Um, that could be good in an Instant Pot, but I feel like if you just want like a regular old chicken breast or like, it's Something kind else. of like pasta. It's not that hard to cook, and it doesn't take a long time. So you're, it's not worth it in an instant pot to just sear a chicken breast. Yeah. Um, I think things that are, like, ground or things you eventually want to shred, that's good in an instant pot. And I agree with you on the fish. I just cannot imagine fish being good in an instant pot. Beans and lentils. For sure. Especially if you're trying to cut some 
you're trying to save money, cooking your own beans and lentils in the Instant Pot is great. Is that really worth it? Because I was going to ask you about that. Because, like, I think canned, I love canned beans. So, personally, I'm a big canned bean girl. Okay. Um, and I have some flexibility in my budget that I can afford canned beans. Mm -hmm. um, so, for those, I definitely will get canned and just cook from there. Um, lentils, I rarely see them canned. They are, they're steamed ones, like pre-cooked ones at Trader Joe's. And let me just tell you, they're not good. They go bad really quickly and you can't use them in anything. Yeah. I think the best way to buy lentils is definitely dried. Agreed. And cook from scratch. And they just don't take that long to cook. And especially if you're cooking them in like a wet dish. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't make crispy lentils yeah, in an agreed. instant pot. Um, I will say my roommate, who is Brazilian and is also the news editor at WMUA, so go check out the news broadcast, um, she does bean broth. And so she likes it for to make her own beans for the bean broth. However, I just feel like you would have to, like, I would only do it for, like, chickpeas or something where I would use a ton of beans after, right? Like you're making a huge batch of beans in an Instant Pot. Yeah, I think that comes down to different strokes for different folks. So I just got back from a Umak camping trip and we made chili the last night and my job was draining the beans and there was a serious conversation where we considered using the bean juice for King's Cup. So that's all I'll say on bean broth. <laughs> I, I hate that. Okay, moving on. Um, soup. This is the last one. Last one would be like a soup dish. Yeah, I mean, I think Instant Pots are made for soups because you have the saute function so right. you can toast your spices. Uh, get a good color on your aromatics, and then you can seal it off super fast, cook your grains or your lentils, because in the Almost Healthy podcast, we ignore the fact that people put meat in their soups. <laughs> True. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I ever made a meat soup. Do you sear tofu in the Instant Pot? I haven't. Okay. I don't do a whole lot of tofu in the Instant Pot. Do you do tempeh? I don't know if you eat tempeh. I haven't. I want to. I have a couple of recipes saved. And for tempeh, you have to, like, boil it, I think, or steam it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like doing that in an Instant Pot might be worth it. Okay. I did not know you could saute in the Instant Pot. So that might take us into our next segment. best and worst uses for the Instant Pot. So, saute long cook, best use. Best use. The way an Instant Pot works is you have the heating element and then you have a lid that you can use to create a pressured environment. And so combining 
using the like hot heating element, the steel of the instant pot to get a really good sear on things and to bring out like some nutty notes. And then being able to cook your grains and legumes in like half the time is the best of both worlds. That was sexy. That was a sexy little <laughs> description right there. We should get sponsored by Instant Pot. <laughs> what are other surprising, because you just said, didn't you just teach boyfriend or? Yes, I did teach my boyfriend recently how to make rice in the Instant Pot. Um, I didn't know you could buy quote unquote pre-cooked rice, like boil in a bag style or microwave in like three minutes. I, my family lives off that stuff. Yes. Um, cause I was always raised in a, if you want rice, you make it from scratch in the rice cooker household. And when I saw, and that's why Persian food is the supreme cuisine. <laughs> we are a rice culture. <laughs> if, if yeah, nothing else. <laughs> but so when I saw his shelf of pre-cooked rice, um, we're like, we're like, we're breaking up. We're like, if you don't trash this right now, we're breaking up. No, the only fireable offense for me in a relationship is if they order cream cheese on their sushi rolls. <laughs> yes! Oh, finally someone said it! Finally! Dude! Dude! That is like... As someone who loves Asian food, I always gag a little bit. I just, I also want to say I think restaurateurs are slightly responsible for, like, providing access to that, making that an option on their menus. So I'm pretty sure the way that cream cheese in a sushi roll came about is avocado, a little, a little ethically questionable and sometimes hard to source. And so restaurants get really bad profit margins on it just because, like, think about how many, the short duration you have to use an avocado, how often you get ones that go bad, they're underripe, they're mostly the seed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a really expensive guessing game. And so they were trying to find that, like, creamy texture that they could add to a sushi roll. And so they were like, cream cheese. Did you research this? Is this how you know this? No, no, this is just common knowledge. This is just something I filed away in my I'll never need to use this information box. Like my dad's full history on Trader Joe's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so um, I didn't break up with my boyfriend over his boil in a bag rice. No, we, Sam is not that petty. Don't worry. We did have a heart to heart. Um, and so we went to Trader Joe's together, the happiest place on earth. The Disneyland of grocery stores. And we bought basmati rice and I taught him how to make it. And now he is he is reformed. Good, good. That's what matters. Um, I like to think that I've made him a better person since we started dating. I this man had never had a uh spaghetti squash before we dated. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why? Yo, go guys, spaghetti squash, you can microwave it. Like just go get it. He kept calling it papaya. <laughs> no. <laughs> guys. 
seen a spaghetti squash, it looks like a, a yellow oval. And papaya is green. It's green and then the flesh is orange. Yeah, it's like not. They're not even in the same like family. No. One's a fruit and one's a vegetable. <laughs> One is a gourd. <laughs> Anyway, um, so what are, like, the settings on the Instant Pot that you think are underutilized? Okay, um, this is a little embarrassing. I only use three buttons on my Instant Pot. No, I think that's valid. Go. I use saute. Okay. Rice. Okay. And sometimes multigrain. So you don't use the slow cooker option? Never. Okay, because that's the one I used. Well, because the thing is, if you, like, make rice, after it's done ricing, it just, like, stays warm for you. Yeah. So it's like a built-in slow cooker where I don't have to do any mental math. But, like, if you're making a soup or a chili, what, do you, what setting do you use? I... So if I'm making a super chili, after I've done the aromatics and I've added my stock and like my like barley or mm -hmm. dried beans, I just cook it until the beans are done. And then if I don't want to eat it, then I'll either take it out of the instant pot, let it cool before I put it away because uh, almost healthy proverb two: do not put hot food away in a fridge. I've broken that rule so many times. It's a food safety thing because it creates hot spots where um, bacteria like to grow. Well, also, like, I use glass containers and putting, heating up a glass container really quickly and then cooling it really quickly causes it to expand and contract so quickly that it breaks. And that is a recipe for disaster. So recently I have started leaving food out to cool before I put it away because... I don't want to eat shards of glass. <laughs> We're not trying to rip up my insides on Almost Healthy. I love that I just gave a lecture on food safety when I admitted not even an hour earlier to eating <laughs> slightly rotten salad. What is like the worst use you could possibly think of for a slow cooker? Maybe to make a smoothie. <laughs> Bad Amazon Oh my god, reviews. yogurt? Yo I do not want to make my own yogurt. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not making my own yogurt in an instant pot. Okay, like, Emily, on behalf of Panasia, I feel the need to let you know that that's actually a really common thing. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, people make their yogurt in the instant pot. In the instant pot, the yogurt setting is actually very useful because you have to bring the yogurt up to a certain temperature and then... So when do you add, like, your culture? I don't know the specifics. Maybe this will be our next episode. Very quickly, I think some of my favorite things to make in the instant pot are, in no particular order, beans, rice, boiled eggs, because they peel really easily. Interesting. Potatoes, you can steam them. That works really well. My mom does steel cut oats overnight, and that is really great to wake up to. Okay, so I think that this is what threw me off with the yogurt, and I will talk about this. I just couldn't imagine 
keeping the yogurt in so long. And it's like, I'm looking at the recipes now and it's like nine hours. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the concept of like hot yogurt sounds gross. Yes. And I I think that's what your initial... But like, also that seems like a lot of work. And I'm sure it's not as much work as I'm thinking. Um, I'm definitely team, I want to make yogurt. I think I've tried in the past to make non-dairy yogurt just because it's so expensive. Um, But yeah, I'm very happy with Trader Joe's 2% Greek yogurt. What was boiled eggs? So how would you do that? Would you just pour in a bunch of water, put in the eggs, let them sit? So one of the attachments that comes with your Instant Pot is, um, it looks like a a rack. Is it that rack that you're thinking of? Yeah, it's the rack. Okay, so you so it's, yeah, it's fill like the a... bottom of your Instant Pot with water, mm-hmm. rack, place your eggs either directly on the rack or you can use like a secondary containment vessel like a Pyrex. Uh, yeah, so you take your rack, you put a little bit of water, eggs, and you pressure cook it for, I want to say, like, one to three minutes. Let it vent, and then bada bing, bada boom. Maybe let them cool so you don't, like, scald yourself. Yeah. Or put them in an ice bath to stop them from cooking more. And I will say, you have to be fairly precise with temperature like you can't just add and subtract minutes Mm willy-nilly um but once you figure out like time you're golden and like every time your eggs will come out perfect see that to me is like a use that is key because trying to boil eggs every time i fail every single time have you never heard of the six and a half minute egg no, like I I know the times. No, 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 no. It's like a it's a thing where you bring your water to a boil, mm-hmm. down to a simmer, put your eggs in, set a timer for exactly six and a half minutes, come back, ice bath your eggs, perfect, jammy yolks, and a set white. Yeah, the last time I tried to do that, the I was like taking it apart and it totally like ripped in half on me. Yeah. So I just, I've never figured it out. And so I'm like excited to try this with the Instant Pot. Wait, you should report back to us next episode. I'm a hundred, because I'm probably going to do it tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Just um, a little egg snack before bed. Yeah, it's it's 8.30. It's okay. Um, do we have a recipe of the week? I do have a recipe. Um, I'm going to say let's do an Instant Pot doll. Yes. Because I think that's like what it was made for, even if that's not what it was made for. Um, and I know I talked a little bit about the Instant Pot method. Uh, and we'll have this up on the website. On the webs- we'll have it in the description of the pod. I need to stop referencing fictitious things. <laughs> but yeah, I think especially once you understand the formula for how to make it, you can play around with spices and what kind of uh, lentil to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I'm actually probably, I will check back. I will make the doll because doll, 
That's how you pronounce it? Because Sam has talked about it actually a couple times and is kind of really upset that, like, I have never heard of it. Like, I didn't hear about it until she mentioned it, like, well, two months ago. So I'm pretty sure doll is just the word for, like, lentil. Okay. Um, and there are specific kinds that you can make depending on the lentil and, like, the spices you use. I think my thing is, is that this is Indian cuisine, right? Yes. Yeah. This is like home cooking Indian cuisine. Yeah. So my family is really big on Mediterranean food. And that is what we make most of the time. We don't really go outside of the Mediterranean or like Italy and Europe. Um, and that's just like our thing. Like even my family does not like Asian food unless it's like an Asian salmon. Um, um, go add Emily on Instagram. <laughs> follow me on Instagram at Emily Klein, E-M-I-L-E-E-K-L-E-I-N-N for more updates on the podcast section in general. Go listen to the other amazing podcasts we have on the Amherst Wire Network, including A Fate, our anime podcast, uh, How We Doing, our sports podcast, which just launched the pilot episode and is doing fantastic. Um, Emily's podcast, Thinning the Veil. Yes, my Halloween podcast, if you're still missing the spooky vibes because you missed out on them during Halloween because we were so busy in October. Um, And Docket Talk, um, my lovely friend Selena's new podcast on the Supreme Court, but she narrates it like a sports talk show. (gasps) And let me just say it's actually really hilarious. Oh my God, I'm going to listen to that when I get home. Um, follow us on Instagram at almost.healthy.podcast and we will also link to our Pinterest where we've started, like our collective Pinterest board where we've started um, posting future recipes of the week so you guys can shout us out and tell us which recipes you want to add to our collective Pinterest board. Um, Sam, I do you have recently else? made the scallion pancake focaccia that's on our podcast board and it came out so good which is like amazing because scallions go bad so quickly next week i'll include my tip for saving your scallions so stay tuned all right guys have a good week see ya stay healthy i i hate that